Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ooh, what a nice bed. Look, look at the, uh, bed. That's a recording made recently during a piece of research by Rochester University scientist Richard Aslin and his colleagues who think they've stumbled upon an important trick used by toddlers' brains to help them to learn new words. It's based on something called disfluency. In other words, when we say er or um in a sentence. We normally think about the ideal of talking to another individual as being devoid of any kind of errors. And most of the time... We, we try our best to be grammatical and to say the right thing at the right time and to not introduce all sorts of so-called disfluencies into our speech patterns. So an example of a disfluency would be if I were to say, I am going to the uh, supermarket. The, the, uh, the pausing there would be an example of a disfluency. And normally we think of good speech as not containing disfluencies, but in fact, in speech, disfluencies are quite common. There are hesitations. There are uh, introduction of terms like the and ah uh and um uh, that occur naturally. And uh, the reason that they occur naturally, even when we're talking to people that we're highly familiar with, is that we're having difficulty thinking about exactly what the next word is that we're going to use in, in a particular sentence. And that causes us to hesitate and to search in our memory for the appropriate word that should come next. So it kind of adds a covert influence or emphasis to that particular word, which you're arguing young learners and maybe even adults can use because they're getting the information there is something unfamiliar or there is something novel or a bit more unusual coming next so they pay more attention to it. That, that's exactly right. So most of the time when there is a disfluency, even when adults are speaking to each other, it's because they're about to say a word that's either relatively unusual or is perhaps unknown to the person that they're speaking to. And that's what we were trying to capitalize on in this study of very young children. We wanted to know whether they have a similar process of inferring that when a disfluency occurs, when their mother, for example, is talking to them, that their mother is referring to an object that they perhaps, the infant, perhaps doesn't know the name of. And so we presented objects to babies side by side on a computer screen, photographs of two different objects. And one of the objects was thought to be well-known by the infant. So, for example, a photograph of a banana. Most children know what a banana is, and they know that that word refers to a particular object. Next to the picture of the banana might be a picture of something like a wrench, an object that children don't have any experience with, and they haven't yet learned the name of that object, which is, in English, wrench. And so what would happen then if the voice that is speaking about those objects says, oh, look, look at the wrench, 
what we know is that when infants hear a word that they don't know the name of and they see an object that is an unfamiliar picture that is side by side with an object that they already know the name of, well, when they hear that unfamiliar word, they immediately infer that it refers to this unknown object that they don't know the name of. So they can learn new words by mapping this unfamiliar sound onto an unfamiliar object. Now, we already knew that. What we wanted to know is what would happen if the voice that was speaking about these two objects said something like the following. Oh, look, look at the um, wrench. Now, we know when you say the word wrench that they're going to look at the picture of the wrench. What we wanted to know is where do they look when they hear the, the, uh, the disfluency? If they can use the disfluency to make a prediction about what the next sound that is going to be coming in that sentence, then they're going to predict that it's going to be an unusual sound. And therefore, they should look at the object that is the unfamiliar or novel object. And that's exactly what we found. So how were you doing that? How were you tracking where these children were looking and for how long? Well, the, the child would be seated on a parent's lap in front of a computer screen. And the computer screen presented two pictures side by side. And then a voice would refer to those pictures using one of those sentences like, look at the... Uh, wrench. Simultaneously, we have a device called an eye tracker that can record in great detail where on that computer screen the, the child is looking from moment to moment. And so in that very short period of time during the disfluency, when the voice is saying, uh, the, um, we're looking to see where the, inf the young child is directing their gaze. And what we found is that during that disfluency, before the word has actually been spoken, they are looking at the, the novel object, the object that the infant does not know the name of. So they're already primed for something new coming. Is this something they've learned from their parents then? We are quite confident that they do, and the reason is that we tested younger children. So we tested the two-and-a-half-year-olds who showed this pattern of behavior. We also tested two-year-olds and 18-month-olds, and neither of the two younger groups showed this predictive ability. So we hypothesize that what's happening is that in the normal course of being exposed to your language by your parents and other people in your environment, that you're picking up on, that is you're learning that these disfluencies are predicting that words that are unusual or unknown are, are going to be occurring at, at the end of that sentence. And so it's a, it's a learning process, and presumably 18-month-olds and 2-year-olds have not quite had enough exposure to learn that that's a regular property of their language input. Does this mean, then, that as parents, we should be pausing, speaking dramatically, going um and off a lot, in order to make sure that our kids actually focus on something? Because if we speak to them in too much of a perfect way, they'll get bored and probably won't pay as much attention as they could. Well, I think a little bit of that, but I think perhaps the, the, the other message is that we shouldn't worry about disfluencies. Normally, you would think that we should speak without disfluencies because it adds uncertainty to the input that the child is receiving. 
But in fact, what we're showing here is that in this early phase of language development, when you're learning many, many new words, it can actually have a benefit. Now, we're not suggesting that parents should increase their disfluencies, but just the natural process of speaking has disfluencies in it, and parents shouldn't be worried about that fact, because in this particular case, it's actually beneficial. Do you think it's a sort of a timing thing? Because there was, there's a wonderful gag that goes something along the lines of, there are two rules of comedy. One, always leave the audience wanting more, and then you say nothing. Is it that, because of course they're all mentally churning over going, well, where's number two then? Is it that timing interruption that the child is waiting, it's on pause, it's waiting, where's the information, where's the information, and ah, there it is. Yes, I think that's a very good analogy, and technically it's called uh, priming, which means that you are uh, building up an expectation that something important is about to come next. And so this is providing you a, a cue to that important information, which in the normal course of events, the parent would, of course, eventually retrieve from their memory the, the word that they're trying to, to say, and therefore that word is being highlighted for the child. So not only are they getting a prediction as to an important piece of information is coming next, but then it's priming them to pay particular attention to that information because it's going to be new. It's going to be useful for them in terms of learning the meaning of that particular word. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.